Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the podcast. We are into, I don't know, late August now at the time that we're doing this podcast here. It is Plan Wise Retire Free with Jude Wilson from Centrust Financial Strategies hanging out with me once again. And we're going to talk about your daddy. (laughs) <laughs> on this episode. Uh, actually, we're going to talk about not our father's retirement, not your father's retirement. Uh, we could talk about my dad. He was a colorful character, that's for sure. Jude, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing amazing. Had a good workout this morning, so I'm pumped up. Uh, he's bulging. He's uh, he's like he's like Arnold over there. He's all ready to go, right? <laughs> ready to pump you that's up. Right, ready to pump you up. Hey, listen, let's, uh, let's go through this conversation because... You know, if, heck, it's not even the same Jude as it was 10 years ago. I was thinking about this uh, earlier the week. You know, there's advisors out there and not saying that they're doing a bad job. I'm just pointing out the fact that there's a lot of financial professionals in the industry right now who have never really experienced a downturn. They maybe have only been doing this since like 2010. You know, they, they, they well, hey, I've been in business 10 years. Yeah, but other than the two months of craziness in September or in March of 2020, you've never experienced, a, I guess I should say, a prolonged downturn, yeah. right? And so it got me thinking, you know, because originally I was going to come at this as retirement's not the same as it was 20 or 30 years ago, but Jude, it's not even the same as it was 10 years ago. So let's talk a little bit about how it's not like our parents. Uh, we just kind of went with your father's retirement as the title, but things are so much different. And one of those, which I think is really cool, it's changed in the last 20 years. My dad retired in 1995, and unfortunately he passed away in 96, so he wasn't retired for very long. But you know, I think there used to be a stigma, Jude, about like if you saw somebody still working past the age of 65, you kind of automatically went, oh, it's because they must have done something wrong and they couldn't afford to retire or something like that. And that's just that's a good thing now that that's gone away. I think people work past 65 just because they want to. You could not be more right. In fact, I, I had a client tell me once, you know, I really want to get this retirement plan get together because I don't see myself being one of those guys working at the golf course. Right. And I said to him, I said, you know, I, I get what you're saying, but one of my most affluent clients works at the golf works course. At the golf course. He's, re- he's been retired. <laughs> he's got like mega millions, right? Oh he's my God. It. I can't, I can't, I, I won't even uh, venture to tell you how many oh, millions, sure, absolutely. Had, but he just always loved golf. And one of the hidden benefits for him is because he works there now, he golfs for free. So, but he's getting his act, he's getting his exercise in. He's probably talking with people, commiserating things like that, right? Exactly. We say it jokingly, but here, here are the stats now. More people now are retiring and going back to work for many different reasons. Uh, I, I think the the stat that I read in USA Today is is thirty percent of retirees are are now going back to work. After retiring from their position that they they the primary for, for yeah yeah their primary mm-hmm. and so what I'm seeing in my own practice is that people are doing it for one or two reasons mm-hmm. either one they actually really do need the income and that's um, okay it happens yeah absolutely but two actually now I think think about it, it's three reasons okay but two they are they're doing their passion work now mm-hmm. they've worked 20, 30 years in something that was their profession, and now they're doing that passion work. They're a teacher or they're a coach or something that they've always wanted to do, not for the money. And then the, the last group are people that are, are working because they, they, have, they don't need the money, 
they're not doing it for a passion, but they're doing it to stay engaged. Mm-hmm, they yeah. they don't want to. You remember the old saying, uh, you know, you're retired and sitting in a rocking chair. Yeah, that's not happening anymore. Not very much. No. And, you know, for some folks, but Jude, they maybe have lost their partner, right? They've lost their mm-hmm. their spouse or whatever the case is. And they're just lonely. They just want to get out and interact with people. I mean, we saw a lot of folks suffering through the pandemic, not just because of uh, the economic situation that was thrust upon us, but also just from that. I've talked about her often on the show. My mom's 80. She's alone. She doesn't, you know, my dad died years ago. And so uh, sometimes, you know, it's tough, right? You're sitting there by yourself and you just want some, you know, somebody to hang out with. So she started doing a few more things. And I, th- and again, I think that's the idea is that we've made a nice improvement to that aspect of retirement that people have gotten much more comfortable with realizing that seeing somebody in their seventies out working doesn't mean they've somehow mismanaged their life. It just means and they're enjoying themselves. Absolutely. And I'll give you one financial planning tip. Sure. Uh, I've got a client in Atlanta who's a, who's a pilot could have retired at 65, decided to keep on working, one, because he liked it, but two, if you're working and you have money in a 401k, you don't have to pull out money for the RMDs if you're still continuing to be employed. And so for him, that was a nice benefit because he didn't really need the money and didn't want to be taxed on money that he didn't need. There you go. A little extra tip here on the podcast. So we'll keep moving along with some of these things, why it's different than it was 10, 20, 30 years ago in retirement. Uh, The other thing my dad told me that stuck with me way back when, Jude, was that uh, for that year he was retired, he's like, man, every day is a Saturday. I like it. Saturdays are great. Problem is, is I spent a lot of money on Saturday. (laughs) So it can be kind of expensive, right? I've heard something similar that, uh, you know, while you're working, you often go on vacation, but when you're retired, every day is a vacation. Yeah, it's a permanent vacation. Yeah, It's a permanent vacation. Well, you know, there is one stat that I hear in the industry. I see it in, in popular financial planning magazines that, that consumers read, mm-hmm. and it really gets my hair on fire when I see this. Okay, A lot of advisors tell people, when you retire, you're only going to need 60 to 70% of the income that you were making while you were working. Uh-huh. And that burns me up because I haven't seen one client yet in my 25 years of doing this <laughs> that is living off of 60% of what they, what, what they were earning pre-retirement. And, and now what we're finding is people are actually living on 80 to 100% of what they needed. A lot of it is lifestyle. You know, sure. they uh-huh. got accustomed to a certain lifestyle, but some of it is expensive. It's more expensive to live now than it was, you know, when your dad retired and definitely when my dad retired. Well, and and the even aside from the pandemic pricing and the inflation that we're experiencing right now, Jude, just in general, because we talked about working beyond 65, enjoying things, enjoying life more beyond the age of 65, being more active. Well, all of that comes with a price. Going to yoga isn't cheap necessarily. Going to buy a whole foods or organic foods and so on and so forth it is not cheap. So the expense of retirement is also much more than it used to be. And I'm with you. I would think that that whole 80% thing or 60 to 80 just makes no sense. If anything, I would think it would, I don't imagine anybody comes in and says, unless they have to, unless they're in a, you know dire straits or something where they say, Jude, I'd like to have a more boring, less active, <laughs> less interesting retirement than what I had when I was working. I don't imagine you get that very often. 
No, no, yeah. no. I never get that. Right. You know, people are traveling more. Well, pre-COVID and now kind of getting starting back. happening again. Yeah. And they're doing the things that they always wanted to do. Yes, the mortgage is probably paid off and the kids are probably at the house. But I tell you, and I don't remember the name of the principal, but there's a, a principle that where there where there is a gap in something that used to be there. The gap will always be refilled. Yeah. So true. that's what that's what happens. Well, you brought up a good point. Okay, so hopefully, right, to have that kind of retirement that you were wanting to have, the kids are off the payroll. Hopefully, they're long off the payroll, and <laughs> uh, and and the house is paid for. Maybe it's not, but either way, but that does definitely free up some money for the things we want to do. But uh, on my list here is the juggling that. We as a human race and a society, we have more problems and more things to juggle than it seems like ever before. And maybe we don't. Maybe it's just the inundation of information on the regular. But it seems like retirees have more things to juggle than previous versions of retirees used to have to do. Well, absolutely. I do a seminar called Don't Go Broke in a Nursing Home. And one of the slides says, were there nursing homes prior to, I think it was 1950. Okay. And so I asked people to raise their hand. How many believe there were nursing homes to the level of the extent that we have now? And half the room says yes, half the room says no. Nursing homes really did not become prevalent until way later in the, in, in the late 50s, early 60s, mm-hmm. because what we used to do was mom and dad would stay home and the kids would take care of them. That next generation would take care of them. Or you work till you died or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And as the uh, U.S. highway system brought in now, kids started to relocate, move all across the country, go to school. And then the advent of needing to take care of people really occurred. Well, you fast forward and supercharge that to today that people, when I teach this class and I say, how many of you want to be taken care of in a nursing home when you're no longer as independent as you are now? Nobody says yes. Right, yeah. Everybody wants to be taken care of at home. And so that brings in more complications than, you know, my mom and dad didn't have these complications and definitely my gram- grandma didn't have these complications. And the lifestyle that we're living, like you said, you know, whole foods ain't cheap. You right. know? So I just find that people are handling a whole lot more than they ever have before. And that's why it's so important to have a financial plan that looks at every aspect of your life not just the the long-term care, but the investments and the insurance. So that's one thing off your plate that you don't have to worry about because you've got a plan in place and you know that that plan is being executed the way that it should. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a, that's a great point. It's an interesting point too, because the whole concept, let's take a step back and think about the concept of retirement period. It's not a really old concept, Jude. It's funny. If you stop and think about it for a minute, a hundred years ago in the 1920s, you didn't retire. People did not retire, right? There was no such thing really as retirement. Now, if you were really wealthy, of course, you stopped working because you were fine. But for most every, you know, most people, you continued to work, like I said, until you died, right? Or you, or at some point, uh, you became too infirmed and family had to take care of you. There was no concept, and it didn't really become a. Uh, we think of the gold watch retirement. Here's your gold watch. Go on. That really didn't start until about the late 50s, kind of about the same time as the nursing home thing. So it's really only about a 50 or 60 year old 
you know, concept that we've created this idea that you get to a sick age of 65, you're given a gold watch, you go off into the sunset and you enjoy yourself. Well, in the last 20 years, that's even changed even more so because people are they're more active and all the things that we're doing, all the things we're talking about, we're artificially creating in 3D printers, kidneys and lungs and all these weird things we got going on now. And so the idea of living for 30 years in retirement or 40 years is not that crazy. Matter of fact, I, I was talking with a gentleman earlier today. His dad is 92 and has been retired for 50 years. Holy smoke. He retired when it, in his early 40s because he was in military, right? So he got a military pension and so on and so forth. But 50 years of retirement. I mean, he's now, he's now been retired longer than he worked. It's, it's, it's random, but it can happen, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, this kind of goes back to a prior uh, podcast that we talked about why some people have a negative connotation with annuities. Well, annuities are the only product that can provide lifetime income. And, and we talked, I don't want to beat a dead horse. We've talked sure. about why, you know, some annuities are better from, for one purpose versus another, and not everybody should have an annuity. We've already discussed that, but here's the thing. People are living longer. My, my mom uh, passed away last year. She was 94 years old. And as technology continues to evolve, we are going to live longer. And if you don't have a system like we have, the bucket plan system, where we're planning for income for life and making sure that all of the buckets are in line to provide that income, you don't want to be stressed out and have more life than money. And so it is, it is highly important to plan for a very long retirement and making sure that the income that you have become accustomed to is there 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and possibly even as your friend, 50 years from right, now. Holy yeah, smoke. Yeah, exactly. Here's a, here's a little mind-boggling thing to think about, folks. Uh, in 1900, just 120 years ago, okay, the average life expectancy was 50, 50.94, okay? So just 120 years ago, which means I would be dying sometime in the next year because I'm almost 50, <laughs> yeah. right? So fast forward, and that was before we invented, you know, the computer chip and all the modern stuff that we've invented since the late 70s and early 80s. So think about how that number is going to change, Jude, in just another 20 years, right? I mean, we're already, the average life expectancy now is around 82, I think. So we've already pushed this thing almost 30 years from where it was just 100 plus years ago. So it's only going to continue on. Uh, I saw an interesting kind of a science-y little uh, show the other day was saying that, you know, getting someone to the age of 150 is not out of the realm of possibility in another couple of decades. The mind is still the issue we have, right? Because they're starting to figure out how to keep the body doing better. But dementia and Alzheimer's, those things they're still really struggling with. And that is an awful hefty price tag as well in retirement. So it's something to certainly ponder. Yes, my friend, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I hope I live a, a ripe old age myself and I, I eat my own cooking. I'm, I'm planning to live to age 100. So okay, we go. got to make sure that we, we have that income to do so. Exactly. I don't know if I want to be 100, but I guess your mind changes as you get closer to it. I guess every year that you're around, you're like, I want to see another year. So Absolutely. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. And that's going to do it for us this week on the podcast, folks. It's just not, you know, everything is changing in our world so rapidly. We all know that. We all see things that are happening, uh, you know, with our own eyes. And your retirement or your planning 
for retirement needs to be addressed accordingly because you may have a fantastically long retirement. We hope that you do, and you want to make sure that you've got the means and the funds to do so. I think it was Tennessee Williams, Jude, that said, uh, you can be uh, young and have no money uh, in this country, but you cannot be old and not have any money. It's pretty tough to do. So, Amen. So do yourself a favor, folks. Reach out to Jude. Have a conversation. Have a chit-chat with him. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast or reach out to him, whatever you need to do. You can find him at planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. That's planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. As always, you should take uh, uh, some time to talk with a financial professional before you take any action on something you hear on this show or any other. You can find Jude and his great team at Centrust Financial Strategies, uh, serving you from Orlando and Bradenton. You can call them at 800-779-4592. Or just stop by the website, planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. All right, buddy. Have a great week. I'm going to let you go. I will see you in September. All right. Take your care, my friend. All right. We'll see you. And it'll be uh, after Labor Day. So I hope you have a great Labor Day. And we will talk soon. Take care. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson and Mike Mott, which is solely responsible for its content.